Down the river they go. Raft, <laughs> tree attached to it. And now they're only about a mile above the Narrows. From Wyoming Public Media, this is Human Nature, real stories where humans and our habitat meet. I'm Caroline Ballard. On this episode, we welcome back storyteller Charlie Thomas for another adventure on Wyoming's Snake River. Every year, whitewater rafting company owner Rod Lewis would hire new raft guides. In 1983, one of these new hires was Kate, and after a month of training, she was ready to guide her first trip down the river. So on Kate's first trip, we just put her with a family and um, waited to see what her crew looked like. And they showed up on a bus. And one after the other, as these guys stepped off the bus, they were huge. And in the end, we had 10 guys lined up and they collectively weighed in something like 3,000 pounds. That was in one corner. And weighing in at... 120 pounds was Kate at the other corner. So we did our little safety spiel, in which case, uh, you know, we have them put on life jackets and we hand out our paddles. And everybody basically is, is uh, given a little thing on how to paddle and stuff. And these, uh, this group of people looked a little confused, but we didn't think much of it. We got them all on the raft and sent them off with Kate, and unbeknownst to us, they had thought they were signing up for a a trip in which the guide rode with oars, and they were really surprised when they were told that they were going to have to paddle. That's because most raft trips back then didn't involve customers paddling. The guide would sit in the middle of the raft and row everyone downstream. Rod Lewis's company actually marketed itself as the only U-paddle outfit on the snake. And so when they got on the river, they, uh, you know, they expressed their concern to Kate. And Kate said, uh, no, I'm afraid you guys actually have to paddle. And they said, but why can't you just do all the paddling? And she said, well, I really can't. And they said they wanted to go back upstream and, and get a different raft and have Kate row them down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't know that there was a mutiny. She was having a mutiny on her boat. And we were driving down the road. We took turns uh, driving the shuttle, and uh, it was my turn driving the van. So we would just go down to this uh, rapid called Lunch Counter, and we would watch the rafts come down Lunch Counter. So we got down to Lunch Counter, and we're eating donuts completely unaware that Kate has a bunch of paddlers on board who are refusing to paddle. But while we're sitting there, we see a raft come down, and things don't look good. First of all, the boat's about half full of water. Only about two people are paddling. That's Kate and one other guy. And the raft is just sort of slowly drifting into lunch counter. (laughs) And, And you really want to come into lunch counter pretty fast and pretty straight. And... Instead, this thing was sort of coming in a little cattywampus. That first wave hits the raft, and the raft sort of stalls out. Then the second wave just buries the upstream tube. Everybody on that side gets knocked into the bottom of the raft. 
the upstream side of the raft just get sucked underwater and we're watching this thing tip up and up. It's looking like it's gotta go over. And I think the only thing that saved it was that it had so much weight in it. It just couldn't quite tip over. <laughs> but, but three of the people on the upstream tube got sucked out of the raft. And so we're sitting there. We've forgotten about the jelly donuts. And we're like, our jaws are dropped down. We think we're just going to have mayhem down there. And so we go running down to the river to see if we can pull out the people that got washed out of the raft. We realized that one of the people who got washed out was Kate, but then we saw somebody climbing back into the raft, and we assumed that Kate was back on board and everything was going to be okay. We just had to retrieve the missing customers. Well, we got down there, and there's Kate on shore. <laughs> and she's like, they went on without me. <laughs> so at this point, we knew we had, we had a bad situation. So we ran back up to the van and we radioed on ahead to the bus. We told them that there was a, a raft going down without a guide, half full of water, and they needed to stop it. Well, Rod Lewis also heard on the radio the same thing and he told me to stay put. He was coming to get me. Within seconds, I hear this car just this horn blaring as Rod comes screaming down the highway, comes tearing up to me, screeches to a halt, has me jump in. And this is the most terrifying part of this whole day, was driving down the highway with Rod. He just lays on the horn and he's going 100 miles down the middle of the road. Cars are peeling off on either side. It was Rod's <laughs> finest moment. So we go tearing on down and got to a rapid little ways below lunch counter. I ran down to the river to try to see if I could see the raft just in time to see it going around the corner and this thing is completely full to the brim just right to the top with water everybody's sitting in the bottom of the raft all you see are people's heads and their arms sticking out <laughs> it's like being in a hot tub there's like one guy on the top paddling and he's paddling really hard and just like spinning the raft in circles <laughs> and so we're like, oh, this is really bad. So we jump back into Rod's car, go tearing down to the takeout. At this point, it's pretty critical to get a guide back into the runaway raft. So another guide, Carrie, puts on a wetsuit and jumps in the river. And when the raft comes around the corner, he dives into the river and in the middle of a rapid and swims out to intercept him. Now, it's pretty violent, you know, and it's not easy to swim in this stuff. And he was able to get pretty close to the raft. And he yells to the, a lady on the raft, he yells, hand me your paddle. And so she, she hands him her paddle and lets go of her end. And <laughs> we're all, I think she thought he was like going to grab the paddle and start paddling after the raft. Anyway, the raft went on past the takeout. And, and this is when things got critical. Now, when the river's really high, the Snake River, there's a reservoir that it flows into called the Palisades. And in the springtime, the Palisades Reservoir is really low, and the river's really high, and it creates a waterfall where it drops into the Palisades. And this is about four miles past the takeout. Now, if you ever take a rubber duck <laughs> and you 
put it underneath a faucet in a bathtub. And you can just watch this rubber duck. It'll just bounce around. It won't ever leave. It can't escape that faucet. And that's kind of what happens when a raft goes over a waterfall and falls into a reservoir. It can't escape. So we were looking at the possibility of wiping out nine people in one foul swoop, which would be some kind of a record, I'm sure. There was one guy who had gotten swept off the boat, and so he was safe. <laughs> but the other nine's lives were in jeopardy. And I'm looking around, trying to think what to do, and I see a car with two kayaks on top. So <laughs> I look around, and I can't find the owner of the kayaks or the owner of the car. So I, I grab the kayak and the paddle and a bailing bucket and a rope and take off after the raft. Meanwhile, the other guides start running down shore with some ropes. And then behind them, there's two kayakers chasing them because they think their kayak's been stolen. And in the back <laughs> of the pack is Rod yelling instructions. <laughs> and so we all go down the ra river chasing after this raft. And so I paddle up to the raft and Kate manages to eventually swim after the raft and he climbs on board and he he tells people, you know, what's up ahead of them and that, you know, if they don't actually get their act together, they uh, they could all die, which does get them moving. So they're frantically bailing and, and they're practicing their paddling and they're trying to get the raft work closer to the shore. And I get to the raft and I tie a rope to the raft and I grab the other end in my teeth and I paddle over towards shore. There's a little tree on the side of the river about five inches in diameter and I lash the rope around the tree and I just wait for the boat to swing into shore and everything would come out well. Meanwhile, this raft, it's got some 2,700 pounds worth of people and then probably another couple thousand pounds worth of water. So it doesn't want to stop. And so while I'm singing, watching this raft swinging slowly in towards shore, I hear this creaking noise behind me. And I look back and the tree is <laughs> oh, no. starting to tip over. And I'm going, no, no. And I grab the tree. I'm trying to hold on to the tree. And the tree tips farther and farther over. And then the roots start getting dragged out of the ground. I'm like hanging on to the roots trying to stop this thing as the whole thing gets sucked into the water and down the river they go. Wrapped, tree attached to it. And now they're only about a mile above the Narrows. So, <laughs> jump back in the kayak and I go paddling after them. And, and now we've got this tree bouncing around behind the raft. I'm trying to get to the point where I can tie the rope, which is really tight, on the tree. I finally get the knot undone, but at this point you can hear the narrows. You can see that horizon line where the water just disappears and the mist rising up behind it. <laughs> and it's not looking good. At this point the raft is mostly, the water's bailed out. The people are paddling for their lives. The narrows are really close. I've got the rope in my teeth and I'm paddling as hard as I can for sure. And there's a boulder on the side of the river and I quick lash the boulder with the rope 
the raft comes right to the edge of the falls and the rope catches it and it just started planing on the water and just sort of planes over to the side of the river where it stops. And we're thinking, okay, the raft has stopped, but there's, there's one problem. There's a rock cliff between the people and safety. There's like a 30-foot cliff right next to the river there. And Carrie's sitting there looking at the people and looking at the cliff and says, well, who wants to go rock climbing? And so <laughs> there was a distinctive lack of enthusiasm at this point. But <laughs> meanwhile, all the guides have run downstream. And the two kayakers and Rod, they lower a rope down to us. And we lash up the first person, and they all get on the end of the rope and go, one, two, three, heave! And the person, like, moves an inch. <laughs> and you see, like, and so it's like, one, two, three, heave! And he moves two inches. <laughs> so, and the first, the people, the person just, like, sits there, just completely in a state of numbness. I would describe this situation as shell shock. <laughs> as in, like, we are vegetables right now. Take care of us. <laughs> totally not moving. And slowly just bounces his way up the side of the cliff as they haul him up to the top and drag him over the edge. <laughs> One after another, they dragged the customers up and over the edge of the cliff. <laughs> By the time they got the last person over, it's dark. And so we, we went and we uh, cut the rope that was holding the raft and watched the raft go over the edge, and it just got pummeled. It sat there for 15 minutes, just bouncing around underneath that waterfall until all the tubes except for one had, had popped. And all that came out was this sort of limp raft. <laughs> and meanwhile, I, I wasn't with them at the time, but the people all went into the van and they ran out of gas on the way into town and didn't get back to like midnight. So in the end, uh, we really didn't feel it was Kate's fault. It was really no contest. I mean... It kind of reminded me of this movie, this little cartoon they had in the 70s called Bambi Meets mm -hmm. Godzilla, where <laughs> you see Bambi sitting there grazing peacefully, and then this dark shadow comes down, Bambi glances up, and this giant foot comes down and just squashes him. I really think it took me a number of years to realize just how close we came to massacring nine people. It was really actually pretty close. It could be also told from a completely different viewpoint where it was like really grim. But the reality is it was really pretty funny <laughs> after the fact. <laughs> Our storyteller was Charlie Thomas. Check out episode one to hear more of Charlie's antics on the river. I'm Caroline Ballard. The show is produced by Ryan Oberhelman, Anna Rader, and Micah Schweitzer. Our theme song is by Caught a Ghost. 
Human Nature is a production of Wyoming Public Media. It's human.